BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dream Bigger podcast. So I just got back from New York after a week of recording podcast interviews with the most amazing people, the first of which is today's episode. But before I tell you more, I wanted to send you a reminder a reminder to please leave the podcast a review if you enjoy it. It means so much to me and really helps the show grow. And as a thank you, I'm sending everyone who subscribes and reviews a beauty goodie bag. Just send me a screenshot to my email, sifa.h91 at gmail.com, and I'll send it right to your door. So getting back to today's episode. At 21 years of age, Rachel Katzman got champagne all over her, only to realize that it made her hair look amazing. And so she decided to start a hair care line with champagne as the main ingredient. The hair care line is called Cuvée Beauty and has a cult following. Seriously, guys, you guys should read the reviews. It's, it's insane. And I can tell you firsthand that the line is amazing. I've been using it for the last few days and my hair has never looked or smelled better. Legit, I ask anyone who's near me to smell my hair because it's just that good. Rachel is also married to Stephen Pastorino, the founder of Pevolve, who I actually interviewed as well. I think it was episode 15. So she's you know, she's a company CEO and she's basically a major entrepreneur who has all these incredible tips and tricks, which she shares in today's episode. So with that, let's welcome Rachel to the Dream Bigger podcast. So Rachel, champagne hair care. Tell me what gave you the idea. So I got the idea. I was in Vegas for my 21st birthday and I got soaked and sprayed with champagne, looked in the mirror and was blown away and floored with how soft and shiny my hair looked and kind of had a light bulb moment of, oh, I didn't use any hair products. It was from the champagne that was making my hair look and feel this way. So Mm -hmm. became obsessed, fascinated with what was in champagne that was giving me those results. So just started doing my own research and really came across how amazing champagne truly is for the scalp and for the hair. It contains, you know, a lot of great antioxidants and it conditions the hair. It provides softness and shine. And also, you know, all these old Hollywood actresses, I found articles that they would give their hair champagne baths to bring out softness and bring out shine. So I was like, okay, well, if they were doing it, maybe I'm not so crazy. Yeah. I bought champagne, put it in a spray bottle, would spray my hairstyle, like go out. I would get all these compliments of what hair products we were using. So really just had this light bulb moment and wanted to create a champagne spray instead of a 
salt texturizing beach spray so that's how the whole idea came about that is so nuts I had no idea about these like old Hollywood celebrities using yes. champagne for their hair old old wives tale that is insane so how did you go about bringing your vision to life so you know obviously there's so many steps to launching a business so like how did you find a manufacturer or like perfect the formula what was your vision for packaging so All of those things. I have a whole new respect for any uh, beauty product that's out there. You know, I'm a consumer first. Yeah. So I never really knew how intense it was to make a product, you mm-hmm. know, from all, like you were saying, manufacturer and labels and, and caps and spray bot and spray tops. So it really just started with, okay, as a consumer, you know, what's important to me and mm-hmm. that is the product. So right. I really just started Googling chemists and labs and, you know, the good thing about New York is that a lot of the bigger beauty brands are here. So I mm. thought, okay, so a lot of their factories and, and labs have to be around New York. So I think what I learned back then was finding a partner that was at the right size that, you know, it was really just me where I was. So not calling the big guys because mm-hmm. they wouldn't answer my calls or they wouldn't return my emails. So it was finding more of a smaller, you know, family run lab that really understood my vision and Mm -hmm. didn't think I was crazy and got Mm -hmm. excited how I got excited. And, you know, I'm not a chemist. I definitely have learned so much through this entire process, Mm -hmm. but really finding someone that, um, wanted to create great product with me. So focused on formula first, I will say one tip is that you probably should have your formulas finished and complete before you start packaging. Mm-hmm. And I was doing both at the same time. Oh, wow. So ran into some issues of, oh, I want to use this cap or I want to use this pump. But then I'd put the formula in it and it would, you know, it'd be too thick. It wouldn't come out. The orifice needed to be bigger. So definitely a lot of speed bumps along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, never make those same mistakes again. I was young. I had no beauty industry experience I only knew how to buy beauty product I did not know certainly how to make a beauty product Mm -hmm. um but I think good product is good product so I wanted to really focus on you know products that consumers could use at home Mm because I've always felt that most hair products are made for professionals because that's where they come from so I'd get my hair blown out oh fab love it I want I'm buying everything and then I go home and I you don't just know. don't know how to use it. I don't know how to recreate. I don't know how, you know, every time I use this mousse, my hair is greasy. I have to shower. I hate yes. showering. I have 10 minutes. So really wanted to make, you know, products that were lightweight, non-greasy, non-sticky, um, less product, less time, less steps, but all focusing on that end result of gorgeous, healthy hair. Um, so found, you know, and again, I think it's better is always better. That's what my dad taught me from a young age. So it's, getting something out there so for me again being that consumer it was most important about the formula so I wanted to invest more into the formulations and getting you know clinical testing and consumer testing and really went more stock bottle stock packaging label on the outside I used to wrap labels around the caps it said shampoo and conditioner and it was a lot of manual labor but it Mm -hmm. was just let me get something cheap, stock, quick and easy that I can put the formula into and just get it out there and start testing on people. I love that. 
I think, yeah, it's, it's so smart that you kind of got yourself out there. Like, yeah. you know, saw what feedback you were getting and modify based on that. Like it's, I don't know if you've read the book lean startup, but I think it's like, it's oh, that it's the same, it. it's the same concept. So, yes. I mean, you nailed it and you hadn't even read the book. So I think it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> even like website, you know, again, you're always going to make tweaks and updates and again, oh, totally. better is always better. And it's just getting something on there. Some, you know, a place where someone can just buy the product, get it into their hands and just start collecting that data back. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, um, before release, you like obviously have the stock product out there. How, like, what was your, I guess, process for consumer feedback? How did you know something like this would take off? Well, it really started with me first. You know, I had my own hair struggles. Mm -hmm. I have been dying and coloring my hair since the fourth grade and never once thought when I was younger to really turn over a shampoo bottle Mm -hmm. and say, oh, what ingredients are in here? And I always thought hair's just hair and it'll grow back, you know, every day, just like it did back when I was in middle school and high school and I can be blonde one day and brunette one day and Mm -hmm. why wouldn't it keep growing back? And So I kind of learned the hard way. I wore extensions for four years for fun and then became fully addicted to having 26 inch long extensions to my butt. What? Um, I loved it. It Oh my gosh. How is that not heavy? Well, it was very (laughs) heavy, but I think as women, you know, your hair, it's that confidence you get every day. And so I just loved having this mane, this really long mane of hair. And no one told me that wearing those very heavy extensions would rip all my own hair out. So I saw, you know, when I took them out, my hair was fine and short and lifeless and brittle. And I saw what a difference it made for my own hair using Mm. the Cuvée product. So really started, you know, seeing my own hair transformation, my mom's cousins, family, friends, and then just, you know, friends of a friend and, you know, very organically grassroots spreading the word and just getting different women, different ages, different ethnicities, different hair types, um, getting the product into their hands and seeing if they would get that same result. Love it. So entrepreneurs always talk about the 1000 true fans concept and I've read the reviews for your products. Like we were just talking about this right before the interview and like you have a cult following, like I mean, the reviews out there are just insane. Like I like I was reading like girls are addicted to this. Like it's amazing. And so I'm wondering, how did you go about spreading the word about your brand and build that kind of loyalty? Um, I definitely think, again, it goes back to good product. Mm-hmm. I think in today's day and war, uh, day and age, you mm-hmm. know, you can't fool the consumer. You might get her once on a really cute name or fancy packaging, but they're not going to keep coming back if the product doesn't work and it's not good. Mm-hmm. So I all, you know, I really wanted to make a line that was for majority of hair types and yeah. worked with most hair textures and concerns. So it, you know, started out friends of friends, tell this person, tell that person. And I think when you have a good product, it naturally spreads, you know, it, it was slower to build, but mm-hmm. we do have a lot of customers that have been with us from day one that still continue you know to order from us and media and desk size and and press but again it was it was more of a slow build and kind of letting the product speak for itself than really going out of the gate hard and heavy that's amazing so based on your experience what are some practical steps that someone can take to launch a successful business practical steps you can take to launch a successful business or like any tips and tricks for yeah. budding entrepreneurs. So I would say, um, 
I didn't really spend, you know, a crazy amount of time coming up with this business plan or one year, two year, three year roadmap because it's all going to veer off course. And it's really just get it out in the marketplace. And if you, you know, I, you, you, it starts with you. You have to believe in your product. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in your vision. I think you have to, you know, go through a little bit of proof of concept phase two before you really start investing and spending um, and see if there is a demand. Do people like it? Um, is there a need and a want for your product or for your idea? And you have to be ready and willing to put every single ounce of yourself into it because if you don't eat, sleep, live, breathe this thing, it's never going to go anywhere. And, you know, I think especially today with social media and everything, I think people think, oh, it's so glamorous. And I'm just, you know, oh, I want to have a clothing line. I'm just going to be on the streets taking pictures all day. And no, no, it's no, way you know, more. At the beginning and even to this day, you know, you have to know every in and out of your business truly to drive it forward. And mm -hmm. there's been so many times, especially starting Cuvée and Pivolve, it wasn't so glamorous. You know, it was me waiting at six in the morning when it's zero degrees in New York, waiting for a huge load of product to come in and unboxing pallets on the street and me and my husband <laughs> trucking them up the stairs and Pivolve, me and him recording all the videos for streaming, me teaching myself how to edit videos up till five in the morning every night. So there's all these little details that I don't think it's shown a lot. And, you know, not every day is rainbows and butterflies. I cry myself to sleep a lot. I'm stressed all the time. You know, I really... I think given up a lot to do what I'm doing. Um, but I love what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, work is my life. Truly. I don't have a social life. I don't go out. I don't this, but I really enjoy what I'm doing. And yeah. I see the opportunity I have with both Cuvée and both Pivolve. And I really just want to maximize, you know, on that opportunity. And that takes, you know, being ready to really give up everything and devote yourself to to your brand and to your company. Yeah, I mean, I like I totally get it because when people ask me, oh, like, what do you do, you know, for your free time? Like, oh, like I'm, I'm, working, I'm working, you know, like it's like yeah. Friday night. Oh, I'm working. working but it, yeah. it, it doesn't feel like it. Yeah. You know, it, it is obviously. And we all deal with like a lot of stress when you are a business owner. Yeah. But at the same time, it just feels like so worth it and just so rewarding and it's what you enjoy you know yeah so. and I think too you know not like I was saying not every day is going to be great and you just totally. remind yourself you know I'll I'll read those reviews from all these different women and oh my god you've saved my hair you've boosted my confidence same thing on the Pvolve side you know all of their transformations and that's what keeps you going every day yeah I mean definitely and like yeah, it's 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 so nice to hear that. And I think like for people who are entrepreneurs and starting their business, I think it's like really good advice because, yeah, like not every day is great. No. And everyone deals with challenges yeah. and uh, it's just about keep, you know, keep going, basically. Keep going, yeah. So speaking of what have been like some or like maybe one big challenge that you faced that with Cuvée? I think one big challenge definitely um I think sometimes or at the beginning, I definitely got a little frustrated of maybe not getting out there as quickly as I wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, I think beauty is a very tough game. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of different players popping up left and right and with social media and influencers and 
just having to remind myself that it'll happen for Cuvée because the product's so great. Yeah. And just, you know, I believe in it so much. Again, my hair transformation, all the reviews, and so maybe it wasn't an overnight success when I thought it would be when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely learned a lot. I'd probably say every couple months, I feel like a whole new person for yeah. how much I'm learning. Um, but just not letting that discourage you in any way. Totally. I also think that there's no such thing as an overnight success. Like the more people I speak to, like even when I speak to people whose brands are just like inconceivable and to me, it's like the ultimate. And then I speak to them like, okay, wait, yeah, there's like no such thing as an overnight success. You know, what was interesting, I really learned a lot about too in the beauty industry. So, so many brands that I thought were two years old, three years old, four years old, I would find out, oh my God, they've been around for 15 years, 20 years. And so I think uh, with social media and everything, there is kind of this whole... It's like a veneer. Yes. And then you start realizing how much hard work and and all of that goes into making those brands as successful as they are. Um, Yeah, it's funny you say that because I was actually researching a beauty brand um, and I thought that they were like brand new. Like yeah. I'm thinking like 2018, maybe 2017. And then I see that they've been around since like 2012. And I was like, whoa. Uh-huh. I mean, and that's like, it took them those four years to really blow up. Yeah. So yeah, like you never know. And you think that, oh, like it's like, it's an overnight success. And you know, they did it so quickly. It's a rarely like that. Totally. So it's so interesting. So um, getting back to like, the product cuvee so aside from champagne what are some of your other superstar ingredients so we have um our cuvee complex and mm-hmm. it lives in every single one of our product which mm-hmm. contains the champagne extracts mm-hmm. it contains white truffle extracts platinum ceramides resveratrol pea proteins all formulated together mixed in together they live in all the products and all to promote you know softer stronger shinier healthy gorgeous hair and it really came you know how we were talking before I think now more than ever people are realizing that the scalp you know you have to treat it like we treat our skin Mm -hmm. and I really started to think if I were to shave my head, my scalp is an extension of my face. So why aren't I using more skincare focused ingredients in my hair products? Mm. So that's really where a lot of the inspiration of those product or those ingredients came from was looking into skincare and saying, okay, if resveratrol does this for the skin, I wonder what it does for the scalp. If grapeseed extracts do this for the skin, I wonder what it does for the scalp. And just started creating my master wish list of these, you know, superior lux ingredients and went to the chemist and he thought I was absolutely crazy and <laughs> oh my god we are not putting all these in a hair product and I was like oh yes we are yes this has to be the most amazing luxurious product on the market that yeah. truly is going to transform your hair from the inside out I mean <laughs> he's so cute my other cat yeah <laughs> such a cutie he never comes out well he's here yeah he came Hi, cutie. Um, yeah, the list of ingredients sounds like, uh, first of all, like I could eat it. Yeah. Like white truffle extract, and people pea are, protein. People like, are always what? like white truffle for your hair. I'm like, well, if you think about it, like when you order white truffle pasta, it's mm-hmm. so moist. And mm. So it adds moisture to the scalp and to the hair. And pea protein and all the supplements and all the protein powders, it's nourishing for the body. So it's nourishing for the scalp and for the hair. And, you know, 
we have the complex in all the products, but mm. then we also have other highlighted ingredients. So in our essential booster, we have hyaluronic acid. Oh my gosh. In my our favorite shampoo, ingredient ever. we have keratin and collagen. So it's also, you're always going to have that base of the complex in all the products, but then it's adding these other rock star ingredients on top of it. That's, I mean, like I had no idea. I didn't even realize that truffle extract for example oh yeah I mean what this Big is tat. you Big you tat. you learn something new every day <laughs> so speaking of like I guess hair care sort of mimicking skincare as it should I feel because yeah. I mean like no one wants limp gross hair no and you know too I think you know again consumer first I was always told oh you want to bring your hair back to life don't color it. Don't use heated tools. Don't style it. You're just going to have to let it be. And I thought one day. So unrealistic. Why? That's not fair. I think, you know, yes. it's not fair. Like <laughs> as not. women, like beauty is so much fun because it's so emotional, right? We get to have so much fun with different looks and styles and colors. And why should I have to give that up if I want healthy hair? That's That doesn't really make sense. So it's more about you know, balancing that mm. daily wear and tear and that damage that we do. We're not going to stop coloring and using tools and doing all these fun things that we want to do to express ourselves, but making sure that we're counteracting that, that daily wear and tear to our hair with these amazing ingredients. I mean, what you're saying, it's so true because it's like saying, oh, you can't wear makeup if you want nice skin. Like right. that's just not true. You can reverse the damage of makeup like if you're using you know I guess inferior products you can use good skincare products to make up for that or yeah. just use now like there's so many beauty brands that actually have pro like uh, ingredients in them that are really good for your yep. skin as well so I mean being told not to use hot hair tools like that's insane I, know, I mean not fair. like no, no. Uh, how <laughs> it's, not it's not possible seriously so aside from I guess like cuvee products like what are your or what is your hair care routine like how do you style it like so any I am very hate washing my hair 10 minutes gotta go um so I usually weekdays I'm more of an air dry type of girl mm -hmm. so I usually shower at night mm -hmm. um Same. and then I'll put some volumizing mist at the roots and just braid it and then when I wake up champagne spray or if I shower in the morning put champagne spray in it and just let it air dry blow up balm I'll use it really allows me just to blow dry my hair in like 10 minutes but tip for that is I'll wash it at night so that when I wake up it's not as soaking wet it's more just a little bit damp and mm -hmm. I can s quickly smooth it um so more of that beachy undone done usually when I'm working I tend to put it up because mm -hmm. I just like it out, out of, of my, my face, face. Yep. and just back in a way um and then weekends yeah, I usually go between like the straight hair or just the messy beach waves. I love it because I think so many girls now want something easy. easy yeah. And I like that your products allow you to achieve that effortless but still polished look. And, which And I think hair too, you know, I why are there 10 hairsprays and why are there yes. 20 different mousses when exactly. I physically don't know what to do with those. So I wanted to just make it easy quick simple you need volume go with the volumizing mist you want texture go with the champagne spray you want to blow up go with the blow up bomb like let's just make it easy you can use all the products on wet hair use it on dry hair and let's just not overcomplicate things when love it comes it. to getting good hair love it um so on top of running cuvee you also work with your husband steven yes, um on p yeah so i mean 
like you guys, the audience knows that I interviewed <laughs> him and it was awesome and he was so, so great. So how did that partnership come about? Like, were you working with, were, were you working together before like getting married? What was the whole, what's the whole story? So we, he was my trainer um, for about <laughs> first six, seven months. I was trying to get Cuvée off the ground. Yeah. So I had the biggest crush on him. Nothing happened. I'd work Aww. out like six days a week. Um, sometimes I'd even get my hair done before I'd go see him. That is so I'd, cute. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then we got out of the city. I was, I had, my mom had a house in the Hamptons mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, come out. You know, we got to come. We work out, me and my family. He came out. We've been inseparable ever since. And so sweet. He, you know. I think I saw his potential of just being a lot more than just a trainer. And, you know, Mm. he had all these ideas for products. But, you know, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So I've seen kind of ideate to full circle and something really get brought to life. Um, And he, he didn't have that growing up. So I think, you know, I was like, let's open up, you know, your own gym and let's create this product and let's get this out there. And he's like, you're so crazy. Like, I think I should, you know, start doing something else. I I don't want to be a personal trainer for like my whole life. And I was like, no, like we can make this so much bigger than just you, you know, training uh, women in New York. We need to put this online. And, and I remember he's, I told him like, give me six months. Let's open up your own gym. Let's get a six month lease trust me like I see the light and he's like I don't see it I'm like okay give me six months and if after six months no one comes to one class of yours or no one shows up you go do something else but you transform my body I know all the other girls that you've transformed their lives you cannot give this up Mm -hmm. and you know we signed a six-month lease and each class was busier and busier and busier and packed and full and we got another trainer and I was doing social media and we started putting it out there and we got girls from all over the world, you know, oh my God, I'm, I'm experiencing the same issues with other types of workouts. This makes sense why I'm bulking and, you know, I, I want these results. And he would Skype with women like in the middle of nowhere in Germany and in this really small town. I remember someone reached out and he Skyped with her. I'm like, how are these people fi-? like all through Instagram, honestly, finding us. And then that's how he got some of the Victoria's Secret models through the door and then we really, you know, after putting it out there, we're like, okay, we we got to make this bigger than just one little studio. So mm-hmm. we, he, you know, was making the pee ball himself and was going to uh, the garment district and buying fabric and sewing it and taping it. And we are testing it in the studio. And really, we rebranded because it was called um, Bodies by Pee before Pee Ball. We rebranded, relaunched the website put up streaming videos in like six months right before I was like the summer we were getting married. It was a crazy time. Um, launching cuvee. It was really, it's really fun. All the wild, things, all the things. Um, and we just, we put it out there and it's been wildly, wildly amazing, fun ride. And it's crazy to see, um, just the pickup that it's gotten. You guys are like such hustlers. I have such respect. And both of you guys sort of, I feel like both of you guys grew your business simultaneously. And I think that that's what was fun. You know, I would say within that first year, I mean, it was like work was life. Yeah. Like every second of every breathing day. But it was fun, you know, because we were going through that together. So I think mm. we both understood 
what we are trying to do. And I think the nice thing too is we work together, but we're in a little bit of, you know, separate areas of the business. So he's more the creator and coming up with new products and workouts and programs. And I'm more, you know, behind the scenes and the day to day, you know, operational side of the business. And so it's a little bit separated. So I like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think it's, it's fun to always to have someone in your corner that you can trust and, you know, always has your back. Yeah, totally. And you guys obviously have great synergy and you guys get each other. And I think there's something really special about going through the very beginning and like dealing with those struggles together. I mean, yeah, I think it's It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun, but you know, (laughs) good times, uh, bad times, but now you look back and you're like, Remember when that happened and you just start dying laughing about it? Yeah, it's insane. So you're running two companies like a fucking boss. Um, What are your productivity hacks? Oh, so I think, you know, one of the biggest things that I've recently learned, uh, you know, and taught myself really super important is um, prioritizing. Mm. So for me, two companies, but even if if you were just having one, you Mm -hmm. can only do so much in a day. So making sure that you manage your time wisely um, and just, you know, I, I take every day what has to get done for Cuvée today, what needs to get done for Pevolve today, what big projects does this company have going on versus this company have going on. And, you know, because every second you're spending on Cuvée, that mm-hmm. could be going to Pevolve or vice versa. So it's just making sure that I know my areas of strength and my areas of weakness mm-hmm. And focusing on those areas of strength. And then what I'm not so good at, you know, having someone else come in and do that, always making sure that I'm caught up to speed, but really just prioritizing. I think I used to think, oh, if I just stay up till two in the morning, I'll get through this email and I'll get through this spreadsheet. But then my next day is completely ruined because I didn't sleep and I can't function. So it's more if staying up that extra hour really going to make a difference Mm -hmm. or, you know, prioritizing and just making sure that what absolutely has to get done today gets done. So let's get really specific. Do you do like to-do lists? Do you have two separate planners? Like how does it work? I started with the two separate planners Mm -hmm. and then it just got absolutely ridiculous. (laughs) And I was like, okay, this is like out of control. So I love to-do lists. Like that helps me. I love crossing things off. It's the most rewarding thing ever. It is. Um, so to-do list and two, you know, prep. I'm a big believer in prep work. You know, I don't like going to a meeting if I haven't had the materials at least 24 hours before. I don't Mm. need a meeting for you to walk me through your presentation. It's a waste of everyone's time. There's certain times where that's great and, you know, you want to all brainstorm and ideate together, but everyone's so busy. So if you can have the materials before, you do the prep work, you have your list of questions and your notes, um, that's super helpful but I calendar you know notes in my phone and just kind of organize that way pivot cuvee this that um yeah I like I'm I still like writing things down oh my gosh crossing it off the list I actually like I'm not someone who's satisfied just putting it on my phone like unless it's on the go and I think of something yeah but I have to do that like written to-do list. I, I feel know. like it's just there's something so rewarding about like crossing it off or taking it off. I'm like, oh, I <laughs> love that. And two, I think, you know, I'll sometimes like if I'm walking, I'm thinking of ideas, and especially 
whenever I'm working out, I think of a lot of ideas. Um, so I have my phone next to me and I'll like text myself kind of throughout the day if I just randomly think of something. And then at night I'll look back and see, oh, did I miss something that I thought of randomly? That's throughout really the day? smart. Yeah. That's a good tip. Me and myself actually, got a little text combo. Going I'm going to start doing that. Like, I love like that tip. In the middle of something, you don't have, you know, your notepad or whatever. And I just text it and I look at the end of the day and I never forget about yeah, it. Yeah. And also because sometimes I'll put it on my notes and then I'll forget about it. And but then this is there. Yeah. And then so if you look at it at the end of the night, then I have my, you know, proper notebook and then that's where I take off. Okay, that's a re- guys. This is a good tip. Yeah. You guys should be doing this too. I know I'm gonna start text combo <laughs> with yourself. Yep, that's how you do it. Yes. So were you always this entrepreneurial? Like, did you know you were gonna be, not, be an entrepreneur? Because you're running two businesses now. <laughs> um, no. So I did come from a family of entrepreneurs. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I never liked school. I'd fake sick every day. Faked going to college. I never really knew how to apply myself. Um, because I think I didn't find that thing that sparked my interest. Mm-hmm. Um. My older brother was coming up with ideas and starting businesses from the time he was 18. I was 15 watching him and his best friend in my mom's basement, always left and right, new idea, new idea. And I knew I wanted to do something of my own, but I never thought, you know, I, oh, like what, what would I be doing? So I thought, okay, well, I'm really interested in fashion. Let me come work in New York and kind of be more in the fashion industry. But Vegas happened and I just, I didn't want to look back and think what could have happened with that idea. And, you know, looking at my brother, who's a huge inspiration, his first idea didn't go anywhere. Second idea didn't go anywhere. Third idea, huge, huge, huge success. But that idea had nothing to do with the first or the second Mm. one. Completely different industry, completely different concept. But so that really taught me, you know, you just have to take that first step because you never know where you like. I look back, if I didn't start Cuvée and have some of those uphill battles and failed a few times, I would have never had the confidence to start P-Volve or to look at P and say, you know what, we can fucking do, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, (laughs) Sorry. Like, you know, we can do this together. So I think you just kind of have to start moving and going and you never you never know truly where where that will lead you I think that's amazing advice and really good example of your brother as well because I think that like I've spoken to my dad who's also an entrepreneur and he's like listen like being an entrepreneur it's just about that relentlessness because things will fail but then you will land on an idea yeah and using those like skills that you learned from like the other failures like you will get that to a place which you know yeah needs and, to get to and one thing you know my dad taught me is don't be afraid to fail but just fail fast yeah so if you realizing something isn't working acknowledge it mm-hmm. and pivot and move on don't you you know it's only a real failure when you're harping on it or you really let it destroy you and get you down because every fail you know you learn and you mm-hmm. grow so much from mm-hmm. every failure so just pivot quickly and move on such smart advice your yeah. dad is a smart he man is, he is. <laughs> I'm, I'm very very lucky to um have him in my corner get yeah advice. that's amazing okay so pivoting a little bit <laughs> what is your skincare routine okay I love biologique rocher everyone yes. I swear to god you're like the 10th guest I've had on here I think the audience There's, is oh, like and you know it's like cult following right like legit product speaks for itself um yeah, I, I switched over to them back in, over last summer, and I love it. So I use all their, the P50, the um, 
cleansers, moisturizers, all the serums, but I also love this brand Valmont. I've not heard of it. V-A-L-M-O-N-T. Um, they're really, really, really good too. What so, do you use from them? Oh, face scrubs, face masks, eye cream. They're my favorite eye cream. Um, they're a little bit more expensive, but I'm a big believer, you know, taking care of the skin. Oh, yes. And especially you lead with your skin. Yeah. In New York, you know, it's so I walk outside. My face breaks out. It's just so the gross pollution and dirty. is insane. So facials a lot and just really properly taking care of your skin. Do you have any favorite facialists in the city? Ella at Rescue Spa. Hey, see you tomorrow at 415. <laughs> um, but. That's kind of, I wanted to try Biologique, so I researched and they carry it there and I... I was going to ask you, do you buy it from Rescue Squad? Because I'm actually going to head down there probably like in the next couple of days to buy it. And I wanted, you know, there's so many different serums and Mm -hmm. creams, so I wanted to get a facial, find a facialist that I love and Mm -hmm. she has transformed my skin. There's about four girls at the office now who all go to Ella, we're like all going there, Um, but... I think it's, yeah, having a good facialist is important. Yeah, your skin glows. Like, it's it's unbelievable. Ah. Yeah, like, good hair, good skin. Girl, hey, you're set. Hey. <laughs> okay, so before we wrap, I always ask everyone, what is your morning routine? Because this is a topic that fascinates me. Okay, so I love a routine, um, morning routine. I probably wake up around 5.30 or 6. I've been sleeping a little bit better. It used to be 4, 4.30. Um, 5.30 or 6, I get up, I go in the bathroom, wash my face, do my whole skincare routine in the morning. And I like to just take, you know, five minutes of just, I don't bring the phone in there. Mm -hmm. I don't start looking at emails yet. And that's like me time to prep myself for the day. Cold water to wake me up, go out, the little kitties follow me. And that I immediately start getting on the phone, getting caught up. Um, emails, I have probably small breakfasts fruit or something I'm on the computer it's probably around 6 45 emails again seeing what I have planned for the day any big meetings if I haven't done any prep for those meetings what can I do in the morning and then I like to work out in the morning so if I can't make it to 7 30 a.m class I'll do a quick stream right here mm-hmm. literally where we're filming this um and then I have breakfast to do like a protein smoothie and then have coffee espresso get all my caffeine going make pee breakfast (laughs) um get ready for the day and then out the door love it um okay so thank you so much for doing this it was so much fun chatting let everyone know where they can find you you can find me on instagram at r katzman you can follow cuvee at cuvee beauty cuveebeauty.com or you can also find me on pvolve recipes on pvolve's youtube channel those are really good guys i (laughs) i I watch them all the time (laughs) Thanks. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Before you go, do you want my top five skincare tips? Guys, these are really good ones and I've not written about them anywhere else. Sign up to my newsletter and get my skincare tips and exclusive content sent to you every Thursday. I'm talking recipes, giveaways, interviews, wellness and skincare secrets, and so much more. To subscribe, just follow the link in my show notes.